hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Exco, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, <laughs> that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Exco, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show seven days a week from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk about AEW Dynamite from last night. We break down the main event between Hook and your AEW World Champion Samoa Joe. And we also talk about the sit-down that Renee had with the Young Bucks. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Obviously, the the main event last night, Hook and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, your AEW uh, World Heavyweight Champion. First and foremost, man, this is... uh, this is um, Samoa Joe's first title defense since beating MJF for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I got to tell you, man, um, man, is he he just dude, he's just a badass Samoa Joe. And seeing him in the middle of the ring last night with that World Heavyweight Championship and being in the main event on Dynamite, I, I, I almost want to say, why did it take so long for somebody to say, here's our guy, here's our champion? Because, Bully, we've had this conversation, and I know I've had this conversation on Busted Open since we started in 2009. Guy's been with TNA. The guy's been with Impact. The guy's been with uh, the WWE. um, And he's been with AEW for quite some time now as well. This is really the first time in his career that a major company has said, you're our guy, you're our world heavyweight champion. And I got to tell you, he looks the part. And he's just a bad, as you like to say, to quote the great, the great Bully Ray, a bad mother trucker. He's credible. Yeah. Everything about him screams credibility. First and foremost, when he talks. When Joe talks, I listen, because Joe makes me listen. When Joe talks, I take a step backwards. You might be saying, what do you mean you take a step backwards? I teach my students that you need to be so believable when you speak in that ring that the other guy wants to take a step backwards. And I mean, they have fear in their heart of you. Just your words back people down. My entire life, my words have backed people down. I've been in the middle of a ring, and I've had guys admit to me, Bubba, I wasn't quite sure if you were working or not. 
When you can take your fellow wrestler and confuse them, you're doing some good shit. Yeah. And so Joe, when he talks, when he wrestles, the way he carries himself, just his aura, his stature, the guy screams legitimacy. Whether he's saying what's coming from the heart or whether he's doing a scripted promo like he did in the WWE. Joe, I always use Joe as one of my best examples of people who take uh, scripted promos in the WWE and own it and make made it their own. So he's actually saying somebody else's words, but making it believable, just like great actors do. And I will say this, as far as just the aura and his presence, it kind of reminds me of Brock Lesnar. Like if you're a non-wrestling fan and you're tuning into a WWE program and you see Brock Lesnar and he's holding the WWF championship, you're like, wow, look at that guy. That guy's a badass. Holy shit. That's the way I kind of looked at Samoa Joe last night before that match with Hook. The way he was glaring at Hook, the way he was holding that championship, the look in his face, I was like, man, this guy, I, I would be afraid to walk down the street and see him on the other side. Uh, I will also go back to I, I. This was the Cody interview, I believe, with Ariel Helwani. Maybe it took yeah. place in the bus or something like that during this the the Seth feud. And Cody talked about Roman. When you saw Roman backstage, Roman's aura, the perception, almost he he walked with this godlike, um, you know, feel. I think that is unique to the Samo all Samoans. When you see the Samoan family, and I'm not just talking about the Anoye family because Joe is not part of that family, but Joe is a proud Samoan. Yep. Joe has a presence. When Joe walks in the room, you know that Joe walked in the room. Joe does not demand the spotlight. Joe commands the spotlight. And I'm just glad now that he has this opportunity to be the top guy in the main event. Now, let's get into the match. Now, let's talk about Hook, Bully. And I, and I think you would agree with me that for a while there, Hook was about as hot as any other wrestler in AEW. I get, you're going to have to go back about a year and a half, two years ago. But Hook was able to just capture the AEW fan that whenever... Even a picture of Hook would appear, the crowd would go crazy. And they just were never able to capitalize it. I wish they would have been able to do more with Hook in a unique way. Like you said, man, I wish they never let Hook talk. And then he kind of got hooked up with another person I wish they would have done more with in Dan Housen. And, you know, there was a, a, a lot, a little bit of, I guess, wonkiness when it came to Hook. Watching Hook in the ring, and I get the whole 29-1, and one, and he deserved the championship opportunity. For me, I, j I just felt like a little bit of a disconnect seeing Samoa Joe and Hook in the ring last night. Did you, did you feel a little bit of a disconnect seeing them in the ring last night? I'm not going to give you my thoughts. Okay. I, I don't know if you listened to After Dark last night or not. I, I wasn't gave a able lot to. out. 
I was not Great. able to. Perfect. This will make our discussion better. I don't want to say a damn thing until I hear everything you have to say. Because if you, tr as you said, if you truly want to learn and we want to have a good discussion about this, I need to hear all your pros I'm and cons from last night's match. Let me let me lay it all out there. We'll break, and then you can come back and either agree, disagree, or teach me a lesson. Yep. Um, I just felt like a little bit of a disconnect seeing Hook, because there's Samoa Joe with that presence and that aura. And then I'm looking at Hook, and Hook's got, you know, his back turned to Samoa Joe, and he's kind of got this look of nonchalant on his face. That's Hook's, that, go ahead. No, anyway, I'm wait, sorry. hold on. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just want to ask you this question because you ahead. just said something important. He had his back turned to Samoa Joe, right? Yes. Would you ever turn your back to Samoa no. Joe? No. I I am <laughs> I am gonna say this. Watching Hook last night, the way just his aura and his presence before that match, I actually wanted to see Samoa Joe just beat the shit out of Hook last night. And did you hear the people during Joe's entrance? Joe's going to kill you. They were very much behind Samoa Joe last yes. night. Yeah. And I just, and again, this is no disrespect to Hook because Hook is somebody that I really wanted to, for AEW to do more with. I just don't think this was the right position for Hook. You know, being Samoa Joe's first opponent right out of the gate. This is Samoa Joe's first title defense. And then we and then we get into the match, and I almost felt like, man, this is a lose-lose situation for Hook because this is Samoa Joe's first title defense. Because so what do you want to get out of this first match with Samoa? You want to make Samoa Joe look as strong as possible because it's not about Hook. It's either about Hangman Page or Swerve. Like, that's that's really going to be the end game here. It's really not about Hook. So it's it's more about making Samoa Joe look strong than making Hook look strong. So I was like, man, this is a bad situation for Hook. It was a disconnect for me. Then we get into the match, and, like, Hook was courageous. Samoa Joe would beat Hook down, and Hook would get continuously get back up. But almost to the point for me, a little too much. Samoa Joe laid it in last night. Samoa Joe did, man... Actually, Samoa Joe did a couple of things in the ring. I don't even think I've seen Samoa Joe do before. I mean, he did some, you know, he was quick. He was agile. He was strong as hell. Th those package pile driver, like all the stuff that Joe was doing. Then to see, then to see Hook, Hook kick out at one. I'm like, nah, and, and what did we see Hook kick out at one? His finish. Round? A muscle buster. Yes. Like, I'm like. Man, that's a now. That's, not only did he kick out at one on the muscle buster, he kicked out at one on the muscle buster after he had already taken a rock bottom on the table, a very stiff rock bottom on the table. We saw him take a power bomb on the apron and a Death Valley driver, and in between there, there might have been another move or two also before the muscle buster and the kick at one. So coming out of this match. I'm like, well, now I want to see more of Hook and Joe. Now, like, now seeing Hangman Page and Swerve, now that's a disconnect for me because I just saw this kid that I had no faith in could ever beat Samoa Joe, just take Samoa Joe to the limit, kick out of, like you said, at one and take the beat down, take everything, and Hook's on his feet. And even after the match, 
Hook got back up to his feet, takes another beat down from Samojo, and get back, gets get back onto his feet. I'm like, what's going on here? Then you have to factor in Taz. Now, as we all know, and I, I think everybody who was in that arena last night and everybody who was watching AEW Dynamite, no, not Dynamite last night knows that Taz is Hook's father. It was a disconnect for me with Taz on commentary because, all right, you want to get Taz on commentary? Well, if you're going to have Taz on commentary for this match, I kind of want to get the emotions and of, of him as his father because, hey, this is his son in a main event championship match against the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I don't care how professional you are. Your, your dad is going to come out in that situation. It just is. Now we see the end of the match where, you know, your son has the fight of his life and is even in a loss is on his feet. Man, that is a that is an accomplishment for the ages. And there were times in that match you see Taz standing up and I saw Taz glaring in there and I could see the pride that Taz must have been having for his son. That's why the end of the match was a disconnect for me because now you have Samoa Joe win the match, but then he goes back in. He wins. Cook gets back on his feet. Samoa Joe rolls back into the ring, kicks him in the nuts, and beats him down. And then there's Taz, and they show him in the background watching this happen. I'm sorry. Now this goes beyond the body of a match or professionalism. Your son is got, just got kicked in the nuts and just got beat down. I'm sorry. As a father, you're approaching that ring. You're not standing in the background behind the commentary booth after your son just went through the fight of his life, stood up like a man after taking that beating from Samoa Joe, lost like a man to fight another day, and then he comes back in the ring, kicks your son in the nuts and beats him down some more, and you don't approach the ring to see if he's okay? We actually see like a doctor or one of the sideline people come in the ring before you do. I'm sorry, but that's a disconnect to me, bully. That's a, that's a, that's a major disconnect to me. And then, and I, and and again, this is, I, this could be a production problem. You know, with that beating, you see Taz in the background and he, I, I, I'm sorry. It just, that was the wrong time to show Taz during the match. You want to see Taz standing up, and looking at his son fighting for that AEW World Heavyweight Championship, I'm on board. Showing Taz in the background behind that commentary table as he's getting kicked in the nuts and beat down, I should never have seen Taz unless somehow, some way, he's going to come to his to his son's aid. That's I I I, I want to get your opinion, but I feel like we need to break because there's a lot there. But that those are my takes. So when we come back from break, we're going to get Bully's take right here on Busted Open. Yo, what's going on? This is Bully Ray from Busted Open on Sirius XM's Fight Nation. For 15 years, we've brought you the best pro wrestling talk on the planet. And now, we're bringing you even more. Yo, guys, welcome to Busted Open After Dark. Every Wednesday night, as soon as AEW Dynamite ends, I'm bringing you instant reactions with the Busted Open Nation. The only place to party on Wednesday nights is Busted Open After Dark. With me, Uncle Bully. Download it on Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Extra, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Extra, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Listening back to commentary and painting the picture in my mind or reminding myself of what happened. It's actually a little bit worse than what you said, Dave, about Hook kicking out of everything and then kicking out at one on the muscle buster. Think about this. All the offense that Joe hit, Hook kicks out at two. Hook kicks out at two. Hook kicks out at two. Muscle buster. Hook kicks out at one. Then Joe has to choke him out, and the kid doesn't tap. So not only could Joe not pin Hook with all of this offense, not only could Joe not pin Hook with his muscle buster that Hook kicked out on one, 
Joe now hooks on the Coquina Clutch, a version of the Katahajime, and the kid doesn't even tap. He passes out. How effective is Joe's offense? That's uh, you're, you're watching that, and you're saying to myself, it's probably the opposite effect of what you wanted to have from Joe coming out of his first title defense. Now, the other side first of it. Title, what is he going to have to do? To Hook is a three, four-year veteran of the veteran. He's not a veteran. He's a, he's a greenhorn who's been around for a cup of coffee. Doing a phenomenal job up until this point, but still very young in the business. Joe had to break out his entire arsenal for Hook. So what's going to happen if he's in there with Chris Jericho, Hangman Page, Brian Danielson? What's Joe going to have to break out against these guys? Now... Other side, hold on. Other I'm side sorry. of the coin, the flip side of this one. Maybe they were going for the Rocky effect with Hook. Rocky Balboa took an absolute ass whipping from Apollo Creed, but still kept coming. I'm going to go back to what you said. What was your biggest problem at the end of the match with Taz? Is that he's his father. He's getting, you know, after after accomplishing that amazing match, Hook getting back on his feet, Samoa Joe rolled back in the ring, kicked him in the nuts, attacked him. And, you know, he's laid out. And the first person to hit the ring is a trainer or a producer, whoever it was. His dad is right there 10 feet away, not checking on his son. This is very simple, Dave. It's very simple. The second, even less than the second, the nanosecond that Taz gets involved and steps to Joe, it's now about Taz and Joe. Taz still has that credibility from back in ECW. Taz has the credibility of being a great world heavyweight champion. People still remember that Taz is the human suplex machine. Taz reminded us last night that he was Joe's corner man in TNA. The second Taz takes one step towards Joe, people are going to start cheering for Taz, and they're going to want to see Taz do something to Joe. And Taz is not able to do any physicality. Okay. you. There's no payoff to Joe and Taz. They're not going to get into a slugfest. Uh, Joe is not going to throw a clothesline, and Taz is going to duck, and Taz is going to put on the choke. There's no payoff. You will take all of the attention off of Joe. You will take all of the attention off of Hook, and you will put it on somebody that isn't really capable of doing much. And, And here's how adamant, here's how I know this so well. I'm going to bring up history. Remember how we talked about the the wedding, the bully and Brooke wedding? Yes. How Taz was the guy that ruined it for everybody, and then Taz became part of the aces and eights? Yes. I was always on the fence about that because no babyface, not AJ Styles, 
not Ken Anderson, not Sting. The three most credible uh, challenges to Bully Ray. Oh, and Chris Saban, my bad. And Saban, too. None of these guys could get their comeuppance on Taz because Taz wasn't capable of physicality. So it was a very slippery slope with Taz because everybody else got their ass kicked, including me. But he's the only guy that never had a hand laid on him. So fast forward 10 years, 12 years later, the last night, Taz get if Taz gets involved with Samoa Joe, what is supposed to happen? You tell me what is supposed to happen. I if listen. that was if that was your son and Joe did to your son what he did to Hook, what would you do? Well, I think No, what would you do? The first thing I would do is go to my son. And then I would go to your then, son, right? Yeah. Now, if if obviously, if I was capable, I would go after Joe. You're capable. That's your son. No matter what, whether you are a non-confrontational person like you are, or whether you're a retired veteran like Taz, who's not capable of credibility, you would go help. The minute Taz goes to help Hook, the focus is on Taz and Joe. The minute, even if he didn't step towards Joe, even if they locked eyes, people would pick up on that because I know how I would react. If Joe gave, if Taz is there with the sunglasses on and Taz takes the glasses off and all of a sudden Taz and Joe are locked eyes like two savage pit bulls, oh boy, shit's on and you can't pay it off. That's why Taz could not get involved last night. It makes It makes sense. It just it was. It, I'm just saying, knowing the 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 roles and knowing, and everybody knows that it's his son. It, it was it was a bit of a disconnect for me. I and I can understand that. Yeah, Taz. Last night, I would have kept Taz in the background the whole time, which I believe they did. Yes, I would have loved to have seen my primary shot of Joe and Hook, and in the background. I wanted to see concern from Taz. I wanted to see a little bit of conflict in Taz's brain. Like almost like Taz goes to take a step towards Hook, but then has to take a step back. You could tell. Now, this is where commentary comes in. You could tell that Taz is conflicted. This is my son. This is my son my son who was supposed to be a lacrosse player and then the pandemic hit his whole lacrosse dreams came to a crashing halt and he did follow in my footsteps and become a pro wrestler this is my one and only child this is the son of you know of my wife what am i supposed to do i want to help but if i help then it's uh you know then it's like I'm proving to the world that my son couldn't handle this. Taz walked his own path of rage back in the day. He has to let Hook find his own path. Because then people are going to say, oh, you needed your daddy to help you? That's why the minute Taz comes forward, it's, it's, I understand how a father would help his kid. But in this business, did you see the Iron Claw yet? Yes. What did Fritz do? He laid off. Dad, I'm in pain. It hurts. I got hurt out there. Yep, part of the business. 
get ready for your next match tomorrow because we're driving 300 miles tonight, and tomorrow we got the Von Erichs. That house is sold out. I don't want to hear about your pain. That tough love thing, right? Yeah. Taz is showing tough love towards Tyler by not getting involved. He can't get involved. The minute Taz is involved, this entire story, even it, whether it just lasted last night or if moves forward, takes on a completely different um, point, point of view. I, 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 I bully every every point you made. I completely understand. Like I I I really do. Because he can't go after Samoa Joe. He can't get involved physically. As soon as people see Taz, they're going to react to Taz being out there. And if if they lock eyes, then it becomes about Taz and Samoa Joe and not about Hook. I, I, I agree with everything you said. I'm just, I'm just telling you, watching it last night, as a father, it was a little bit hard for me to swallow. I understand your perspective through your eyes. You got to remember, Dave. What's what? What do people chant when Joe comes to the ring? Joe's gonna kill you. And what did they used to chant when Taz used to come to the ring in ECW? I, it's it's they they in a lot of ways they're the same. In a lot of ways, there's this they they are the same. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. And despite the fact that Taz has been out of the ring for a, cons- a, a very long time, considerable now. amount of time, yes. If he were to just look at Joe or step towards Joe, shit's on. It's it's a it's a great point. I, I can't argue with you on that. Let me ask you this. The last thing we saw, it wasn't Joe, it wasn't Swerve, it wasn't Hangman Page. The last thing we saw was Hook. And I don't know if you remember this or not. Hook walked up the ramp and in the back under his own power. So after all that we saw, he got up on his feet and walked to the back with no help under his own power. Like my thing coming out of last night, it's not Joe. It's not Swerve. It's not Hangman Page. It's Hook. After the way you presented Hook last night and the way that the match broke down, the beat down, everything that happened, they got to put a rocket on Hook's back after what we saw last night. Hook, now, you just mentioned Rocky. You compared Hook with Rocky. They just showed me last night that this is your guy. Right now, Hook's got to be one of the biggest stars in AEW after what I saw last night. He took a, he took all that Samoa Joe had to give, not once, not twice, but three times. We talked about all the offense that happened during the match. It happened again after the match. And the guy still was able to get up, walk out of the ring by himself, up the entrance ramp and to the back. And you finished, you signed off the show with the camera on Hook. Hook's got to be your biggest baby face in the company after what I saw last night. He just took everything that he could possibly take from your AEW World Heavyweight Champion and his first title defense and was able to walk it off almost like nothing had happened. That's got to be your biggest baby face in AEW after last night. I was not a fan of how, quote-unquote, easily Hook was able to get up after the match, get out of the ring on his own, walk up the ramp, walk back down the ramp, no help, no nothing. So on one hand, we have... 
Joe hitting Hook with everything but the kitchen sink. The kid got choked out. I don't know many guys who get choked out, and then after they get choked out, they're just totally fine and walking up the ramp and down the ramp. No assistance. I would have liked to have seen Hook helped out. And then the referees are trying to help him, and he's pushing the referees away. Last night was very heavy-handed on Hook. I felt Taz was heavy-handed on Hook in the commentary early in the match, almost like I'm trying to get my kid over. And I felt that the physicality was very... If this kid turns into Rocky Balboa by next week, just remember, Rocky was that underdog, but after people saw Rocky go the distance... He won over the hearts and minds of every boxing fan because he got over. So if next week, Hook is that much more over in the fans' eyes, where they give him a standing ovation when he comes to the ring, if he even comes to the ring next week on Dynamite, they need to follow up with Hook. You're laughing right now, and why are you laughing? It's an excellent point, because we're saying all this. We actually have doubts in our our mind if we're even going to see him on the show next week. Correct. And it can't be, and it can't be, I don't want to see no backstage vignette, him standing with somebody else, him walking to the arena. I want to see Hook in the middle of that ring. As a matter of fact, I'll go as far as to say, you may need him to start off the show. Next week on Dynamite. I, I mean, you, listen, he doesn't deserve a rematch because he did lose. You know, and there wasn't any outside. He lost that match last night. But my God, I don't think I've ever seen a challenger take a fight the way he did. But, but bully, you talked about the rock bottom on the table. Go back and watch that rock bottom on the table. His head hit so hard on that table. Do you remember what immediately happened after that? The referee came out to check on him. Well, Hook Hook just, gives him the just, two middle fingers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hook oh gives him the God. two yeah. middle fingers yeah. after that. Yeah. He's like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. You just you just gave me a rock bottom on the table. The table explodes, and I just gave you the fuck you, two middle fingers in your face. Add that to the heavy-handed last night on Hook. Kicking out at one? But the oh, muscle buster? Dear, dear Tony Khan, make sure Hook is on dynamite next week. It's going to be a great gauge for how over he got last night. You have to give this kid time. to. T- if you let him, if you don't have him on the show next week, people will forget about him quick. Yes. And they have hit. They Even with Hook, they give him a little, they take it away. They give him a little, they take it away. Not that they're taking it away. I just don't think he's one of the uh, one of the you know priorities on Dynamite or in the company. Despite being a very unique babyface, speaks very little, has this James Dean thing going on, really connects and resonates with the eighteen to thirty four, kind of like an Orange Cassidy without the the glasses and 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 the sticky stuff in the ring. You got something with this kid. Here's the thing. Does Tony know what he has with Hook? No, I mean, I don't think so. But at the I'm same time... I'm not answering time, the question because I don't know if he knows or not. Well, I mean, he just put him in the main event on Dynamite against the AEW World Champion. So it would be unfair for me to say he doesn't 
because of what we saw last night. But as you always say, it's all about the follow-up. What's the follow-up going to be? Because you're right. If he's not on TV next week on Dynamite, you're going to forget about it. You're going to forget about it. And you have a chance to make this guy one of the biggest baby faces on your roster. It's, by the way, Bully, a roster that half the time I don't know who's a baby face or who's a heel. I actually had this conversation with you last night on the phone before you did bust out. I don't know who's baby faces or heels anymore. You just made a statement with Hook after all the violence and the beatdowns and him passing all the shit that we saw, the rock bottom on the table, you know, uh, the muscle buster after muscle buster, all the beat, the, the kick in the balls. That Death kid. Valley driver. I mean, oh. what else could you, what power else could bomb, you hit Power bomb kid? on the apron, which is, as we always hear, the hardest part of the ring. He was able to walk up that ramp at the end of that show with no help. All, all he was doing was holding the back of his head. The kid's indestructible. That's what I yeah, saw last okay. night. Heart of a lion, absolutely. But there is a way to do last night's match where the kid comes out, heart of a lion, heart of a lion, without blowing through all that offense. When I'm not this morning, I'm not saying, and maybe, maybe I'm jaded because I, I, I know the business. So you know what I would like to hear? I'd like to hear from the nation from an AEW fan or a Hook fan or or somebody who's open-minded about what went on last night. Did Hook take a step forward in your eyes? Or do you think it was too much? I'd love to hear honest, honest feedback. Because when I watched last night, I'm like, all right, what what are you going to do to him? Let me ask you this. What what, what are you going to do? You, you hit him with everything, you choked him out, you kicked him in the balls, and he's still walking on his own. What would have got Hook more over? I'm, I'm asking you as a professional. What would have gotten Hook more over? Him walking on his own power to the back to end that show last night or him having to be, you know, carried to the back? You know, kind of like, a, you know, a Kellen Winslow at, at the end of the, you know, AFC playoff game where he's... His teammates have to help him off the field. What's going to get him more over? How would you have felt if after everything was over, Taz would have helped his son to the back? Oh, my hands are up in the air and I'm, oh my God, bully. Um, I, I, wow. If they would have had Taz, cause Joe's gone. Joe's off your TV. Joe's not there. If they would have had Taz come help his son up and help him into the back, and that's how you signed off, holy shit. Now you just grabbed everybody by the heartstrings, and now I'm begging to see Hook on my TV if I'm an AEW fan. that Bully, you just nailed it. There would have been no better way to end that show last night than if Taz would have helped his son and helped him into the back. And that's how you sign off on the show. 
The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past. All available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. This is based on my interactions with Nick and Matt over the years, whether that was in TNA, whether that was House of Hardcore, whether that was Ring of Honor. Enjoyed being in the ring with them, enjoyed uh, uh, talking to them backstage. I don't know what has gone on backstage with AEW. All I know is rumors. He said, she said, blah, blah, blah. So I can never come on to this show and say, I don't like Nick and Matt personally, or I'm taking sides in what went on outside of the ring, blah, blah, blah. I in uh, the, the Bucks play have played the role of tremendous baby faces who are one of the four pillars of this company and help get this company off the ground. I love the new personas. I think people are going to want to hate the Bucks. I think they're going to embrace it. I think they're going to run with it. I hope they get booed out of the building in a good way every single night. However, I didn't mention a name last night, so I'll mention it today. Or, Dave, I'll throw it to you real quick. Who do you think the Bucks were referring to when they were talking about those cancerous veterans in the locker room? CM Punk. Do you believe they are relying on on the CM Punk stuff too much, especially now since he's gone. Yes. That's it. The defense rests. I, and listen, listen, I could be proven wrong. But first of all, what a difference five years makes. You know, five years ago, I always looked at the core of it being Cody and the Bucks who started AEW. I always kind of looked at them as the faces with Cody and as Cody and the Bucks. Cody's gone, is now with the WWE, uh, chasing the story. He's in the main event picture. He's one of the most popular wrestlers in the WWE. And now here are the Young Bucks who are now trying to be the biggest heels in AEW. Basically based on the foundation of why this company started in the first place. So when I was watching that sit down, it was a little bit of like, wow, I, 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 I'm surprised that they're going here because they're talking about the AEW fans and then they're talking about the cancer. Well, that cancer, obviously, as we all know, was CM Punk. We all know the story. We all know the Bucks being off of TV for a while. Everything that happened at the biggest show in AEW history at All In in August. Go ahead. I just want to understand what... I just want to understand and clarify what you said. Do you believe that Punk was... Do you believe that Punk was a cancer? That I can't answer. I don't know. But that's That's the perception. That's what I just kind of heard, so I just wanted to clarify. But that's the perception, though, right? I mean, that's 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 the perception that they're pushing. Thus the word rumors. Rumors, perception, kind of the yes. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know because I wasn't there, so I, I'm not even going to even go there. Um, But that's the perception. But now they're making CM Punk 
to be the martyr in this situation because here they are being assholes. So it's like they're pointing the finger at this was the cancer and blah, blah, the toxicity that came into the locker room and everything. That's the reason why we were off of TV, but yet we're coming back and we're, at, and we're assholes. Well, I mean, well, what's the end game here? Because the, uh, the guy that's on the other side of this isn't with the company anymore. I don't, the end game is not a traditional like uh, like I was talking about earlier. Like if Taz and Joe kind of got into it, what's the end game? Well, there is no end game because Taz can't get, there is no end game here either. They're just going to use all of the perceptions that are out there, and they're going to run with it. See, I I, I think... get a bunch of heat until somebody eventually gets in their face. Okay, and who could that possibly be? Because it's, it's not going to be it's not going to be Cody, and it's not going to be CM Punk because they're gone and they're with the WWE. So I don't what know if Cody and CM Punk come back and tag against the Bucks in a WWE AEW Super Show. I mean, that would be a hell of a for- forbidden door <laughs> in July, but. But you know what I'm saying? I can't, though? Wait. Like, I can't wait later <laughs> on on the dirt sheets. Bully Ray suggests. <laughs> but you're going down a road that's, in my opinion, a dangerous road to go down. You're reminding everybody of what happened in August. But you, but wait a second. You wanted us to not think about all the stuff that was happening when it was happening when you could have capitalized it on it when CM Punk was there. When CM Punk was there and was brought back, you were trying to ignore it and make everybody forget about it. But now that CM Punk is gone and not there, now you're reminding everybody about it and talking about it and actually having the Bucks change their whole persona based on it. But what's the end game? The Punk's not there. Okay, it is what it is. I don't I don't get the connection with Sting. That's a little bit of a stretch to me. Um, but I know that Sting wanted the Bucks, so if you're doing this for the sake of Sting in his last match, I guess I kind of get it, but it's a little bit of a stretch. I would a- I would actually rather it where Sting was like, "You know what? I love and I respect the Bucks. I know what they can do in the ring. It would be an honor for me to end my career if I tempt I I, t- I tagged with Darby Allen, who's been my guy this whole time, and we went up against, in my eyes, the best tag team, the Young Bucks. I think that's kind of like a a cooler way to go about it. But this is the way they want to go. Who am I to say it's the wrong way? Dave, wait. Can I just say I, one more? Oh, can yes, I just, oh, yes. Can yes, I just yes. say one more thing? I also feel like, yes, AEW was an alternative. You know, people were turning their backs on the WWE. They wanted something different. You delivered it. I I honestly think the Bucks should go back to that and embrace that. Let's get back to basics. Let's get back to when AEW was at its hottest and when the fans believed it in it the most. AEW was at its hottest on their first TV show. And then a couple of more episodes when they were in their honeymoon period. But I, but I actually, as an A, and I'm an AEW fan, bully. I kind of want to. I, I kind of like that. I, you know, I think we've gotten away from that, and I think this was kind of like the final nail in the coffin to that. I listen. 
again, just like with the hook situation, they may shock and surprise me here. I may be saying, holy shit, I didn't see that coming, or holy shit, this story's amazing. I don't know. I'm I'm a little nervous about the way they're going about this. And I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a we shall see. But I I I real I'm not in love. I'm not in love with it. I'll just say that. As an AEW fan, I I just don't know why they felt the need to go in this direction. You're playing to the vocal minority here. And you need who to stop Tony, doing. But who does Tony cater to? But you, you, but you need to the stop minority. Doing that. You need to stop catering to the vocal minority here. You need to, you, you know, you you got to think big picture. And I think you're now falling back to something that is so driven by rumor and innuendo that they even said it, and so based on social media. And now the major player in the game who CM Punk isn't even there to kind of make this story complete. I, I I don't understand why you're basing the whole foundation on this. Go ahead. I, I would I would just go in a completely different... This is so out of left field. You may hate it. People may hate it, but I don't know why I like it. It just feels good. And geez Louise, would this garner some heat for the Bucks? I think I would have the Bucks go out there and, and in front of the people and say, you know what? We started this place. And we had this place on the right track. And then it all started to go to hell. And this happened and this happened. And then Cody left. And Cody left because of all you people. You're the people that drove Cody out of here. And once we saw that happen, we decided to use you. We used you and we used Tony Khan. And you know what? Maybe we should have signed with the WWE. Those people would go insane. Okay. All right. I'm going. You're going to ask me, here. well, what's the end result, right? Yes. The same end result they're getting in, in, in insinuating that uh, punk was the cancer. It's just heat for the sake of heat. Somebody's eventually got to come to the company's uh, rescue or stand up to the bucks. Is it going to be FTR? Is it going to be the, 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 the guns? Is it going to be a private party? Is it yeah, going to be? But, but, is it boy, can be, I just uh, jump in here a second? Yeah, I'm sure. sorry. I don't mean I don't mean to jump on, no, on you while you're Dave. Go, go. I don't care. But but the young bucks are the executives here. They are they they are these what they're what they said in the promo is who they are. This this company this is their company. So yes, I this mean, is our uh, company that we started, and if you don't like us anymore, f you. We're just gonna, you know what? Then screw you. But that's what I. But that's what I mean. It's kind of like I. I it's kind of like I, I just don't know what the end game. Who's gonna be the Stone Cold Steve Austin that stands up to them? Like I, it's FTR, and they'll cut one of them. The the you know, and then Dax will go out there and cut one of those. Oh, I love wrestling. Wrestling is in my blood. I love wrestling so much, and I love the fans and blah blah. And tag team wrestling is so good. Oh dear God! What else is the end game? Who's coming to the aid? Maybe they're just building to the Sting match. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe they just want to get so much heat on the Bucks that if Sting and Darby go over. It's that much bigger of a response. 
See, like if they did this out of the gate, if they did this out of the gate after everything that happened in August, right? And you were saying it, Bully, about you got to capitalize on this. You got you got to put those guys in the room and say, hey, there's big business to be made here. Let's do this. Then I can understand in September or October the Bucks cutting the promo that they cut right now because you still had Punk. Because Punk could be that guy. Punk's already the most popular wrestler in your company. All right? You can now make, you now can take Punk to that next level. Because now Punk's going to be the people, is going to be the wrestler for the people. He's going to be your Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's that 2024 version of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Punk. The guy who goes against the rules. The guy that gives the middle finger to the person that's in charge. All right, then that, then the way they're going, then it make and now all of this makes perfect sense to me. But you don't have punk. So now, man, like it can't be Sting because Sting's walking away. Could it be could it be Darby Allen? I maybe. I I don't know. That's a big question mark. Maybe. I don't know. Punk wait, bully, you would agree. Punk definitely would have been that guy, right? Yeah. What if what if Kenny and 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 Kenny and uh, Hangman have to come together since they were part of this whole thing from the beginning with the Bucks? But they're EVPs too, right? So the EVPs take on the EVPs. Ugh. Dude, I'm just throwing shit up against the wall because I don't have a definitive answer. Last night to me was this was the unveiling or the next layer of the 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 Bucks showing the heel side to them. We're the EVPs. You should be kissing our feet. We pay you. We do this. We tried to change the place, but the place uh, got taken over by cancerous veterans and this and that. Okay. Yeah, I hate the words that are coming out of your mouth. Would I like to see somebody step up and punch them in the face? Sure. Who's it going to be? But I I, see, that's why I looked at it. And I think that it should have been the other way saying that, you know, I know everything that's happened here, but we did this for you. We did this for the fans. We did this for the future of the company. You know what? We were here since day one. We know what's best. We love you. And this is our, this is what we are going to do. I actually would have liked the Bucks kind of step up and be the biggest baby faces as opposed to putting on this act and being the biggest heels. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream the podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open every day of the week at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. That? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Extra, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That? That's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Extra, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. 
Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 